You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. Welcome to the second part of our podcast on Q Adelaide 2017, the technical cooperation program contested urban environment strategic challenge led by DSTG, the Defence Science and Technology Group. With me is Major Chris Manning, who's one of the uniformed personnel supporting the activity. So first of all, tell us about your role here. So I'm the OP4 commander, and that means I've got four four-person cells operating with a company headquarters, ranging from, I guess, special forces elements, a Khmerian coalition instructors, and the Indigenous Peoples Movement, as well as some civilian sympathisers and genuine civilians. And tell us a bit about your background within Army and how you came to have this role as part of Q Adelaide 2017. So I'm a part-time soldier, an Army reservist, and Armoured Corps is my background. So I've been in Adelaide in 9 Brigade for about 15 years now, and my uh, civilian job is with Defence Science and Technology Organisation, where I look at challenges for future Army in terms of land capability. So what do you understand by the term contested urban environment? What does it look like and feel like? So working in and around the university grounds here, it is, it is utter chaos. It is cluttered and it's confusing. So there's a lot of things going on that you don't have control over. So it's, it's a challenge. Situation awareness is key. In order to achieve that, you've got to have good control measures, detailed planning so that you can have contingencies, additional plans in place for when communications go down or redundancy in different forms of communication. So you can actually maintain awareness of where your forces are and where your threats are coming from. We just had a scenario take place this morning where we saw an assault in one of the buildings here of the old Adelaide Hospital. Can you just describe for us some of the, the key components that the participants would have noticed as they were working through that serial? Very challenging, you know, an actions on list as long as your arm. There's so many things to consider and lots of unknowns and unknown unknowns, so very difficult to plan for. And I guess that's the key, is, is having flexibility built in and having trust in your subordinate commanders to utilise that mission command that they'll go out and achieve your intent and be able to adjust and adapt for those changes as they occur. Because one thing that stood out very strongly when we were in the building just behind us here was just how narrow some of the access routes were. And I think that's something that when you're working in an urban environment, that's a key component. The urban canyoning effect, or even just little alleyways, it really does constrain your, your fields of fire and your observation, but at the same time, there's multiple different access and egress points. So identifying those early in reconnaissance, time spent in reconnaissance is never wasted. And in the urban environment, it's even more important because getting a map that shows you that level of detail is not likely to occur in the time frame you've got. Even getting on Google Maps or some of those civilian devices to try and zoom in and get it is, is quite difficult because there's a lot of detail and you can't necessarily zoom in and zoom out tactically while you're trying to move through the environment. So is that the key challenge? Is just that information element in getting reliable imagery, reliable maps? I think it's a key part of it. And from my perspective here as Op4 Commander, including as a civilian, there's a lot, a lot to be said for local knowledge. So if you get a chance to walk the ground prior to conducting a uh, significant kinetic activity, that local knowledge means you've got the map built into your head. In terms then of how realistic this particular environment is right here that's being used for this exercise, do you think it is realistic? 
without a doubt, this is the most realistic urban environment for this kind of an activity. There are genuine civilians, hundreds of vehicles. It's not as simple as even in simulation, playing through and every person you see is either a bad guy or someone sympathising with and helping the bad guys. There are people here and you need to approach them appropriately, as you would on operations in a built-up environment. So what technologies have you been exposed to in the course of this activity here, Q Adelaide 2017? So the, the focus of Q in Adelaide in 2017 has been on ISR and situational awareness tools. So there's a number of different tools providing anything from a common operating picture to try and fuse a number of different sensors. And those sensors can range from Wasabi, which is a very high altitude wide angle camera, providing a good overall picture of the entire central business district the grid layout complete of Adelaide, down to sensors mounted on buildings and even uh, small unmanned sensors the size of a soup can that can be emplaced in and around key areas of interest as per the commander's wishes. And there's a, another system which fires cameras into a room, so it can fire them into a window. So provide you that eyes on inside a building if need be. And what's your opinion of the technology that you've seen so far? Do you think that it is meeting the requirements of Army personnel? Some of the technology we've seen is reasonably mature and some of it is, I guess, really in a concept demonstrator phase. So taking that into account, a lot of these things are not necessarily designed and built by warfighters, but they certainly have the warfighter in mind. So this is a really good opportunity for us to get in early, shape some of their research and development, and then start working on concepts of employment, concepts of use, how we might think about changing the way we operate, potentially radically, because of these new capabilities. So it's a really exciting activity to be involved in. What difference do you think the technologies could make to your job as an officer down the track? I think they'll make an immense difference. The challenges in an urban environment are only going to get bigger and make it more difficult to operate. So these sorts of technologies will help to address those challenges, provide some degree of ubiquitous uh, ISR coverage without having to put up a drone every five minutes or rely on a feed from battle group or joint task force level to get down to the individual soldier. Some of these technologies enable that at the section and individual level. What do you think then are perhaps the limitations though of the technology moving into the future and where therefore should research be even more focused? That's a really tough question to answer because anything that it's a cat and mouse game in the sort of ISR world, anything that we develop to try and get a better picture, the adversary is going to develop a counter to that or avoid that, you know, going under the discrimination threshold. So to me, it's an, it's an iterative game that you have to keep playing, keep improving, keep striving for something new and different, and then use it as best you can. There may be unintended or unplanned ways of using some of these technologies, and that's, and that's part of what this activity is about, is giving some of those new and emerging technologies to warfighters and operators and letting them explore what might be useful, what else could they do with it, what are some interesting ways of combining some of these things? And, and there's been some good ideas presented already to the scientists to take further. As the Op4 commander then, what have you taken away from this activity so far? Has it been a useful learning experience for you? Most definitely useful learning experience for me. I've had an opportunity to put some theory into practice. A really strong theme for me has been that mission command, getting my dispersed cells a clear enough intent so that they can go and operate independently and yet still achieve that overall aim. 
and a really interesting perspective to get from the opposing force side as to how they might operate. So I've been living and breathing that for a little while. So I'll take that away when I put my other hat on as a commander to think how they might like to think. And in terms of using messaging, it's a very flat command structure, a very all-informed net. So that's different for a lot of people. In I guess in Armacore, everybody's got a radio strapped to their head so they can, they can listen in if they choose to, but it's not as easy to get those feeds or to send messages or to post pictures around the place, which you can quite easily do on your phone these days. So, so why wouldn't you start doing that on the battlefield as well? What then have you taken away from it that you will then implement back into your training, back in your home unit? I think I'll strengthen uh, that mission command aspect and, and focus on using subordinate commanders to do their job. Have, have that trust in them to let them go out and do what you've asked them to do. Trust in your commanders, they'll do what you've asked them to do and they'll provide feeds up to you to give you the awareness as what's going on in the battlefield. Would you recommend then to other soldiers and officers who might have the opportunity to take part in an activity such as this, do you think it's valuable for that personal and professional development? Yes, not, not only in terms of a personal and professional development, but in terms of shaping the future army. In 10 to 15 years time, most people that are listening to this podcast will still be in the army and will own these problems. So this is your chance to get in on the ground level and put some of those ideas forward as to what you would like to see and give it to the scientists to build it. The urban environment is challenging and complex. So the best way to further your education is to, to get out and read about urban environment. There are lots of papers. There'll be a publications around Q that'll talk about some of these technologies. Put theory into practice. If there's an opportunity to do urban training, do it. If you get an opportunity to participate in an experiment or a uh, activity such as this, do it. Major Chris Manning, thank you very much. To find out more about training in a contested urban environment, check out other resources on The Cove. The web address is www.cove.org.au. That's www.cove.org.au. I'm Captain Sharon Maskeldare. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.